Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Just like that, Friday edition, final hour here. We're Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow across the Outkick Network. Glad you're with us as we get you to the football weekend. Dad would tell me that the weekend it's started, started last night. I don't even know yeah. what you're talking about. We're in the middle of the weekend right now. We're almost halfway through the weekend. You can at this join point. Chad in the chat right now. Uh, started on, on Thursday. Search out Outkick. A couple of uh, NFL news and notes, real quick. Um, Randy Gregory traded from Denver to San Francisco. Gregory joins that defensive line swap of late round uh, picks in the NFL draft this year and the next year, or let's say next year and then the year after, I should say, 24 25. Also, uh, Chase Claypool, he's uh, now a Miami Dolphin, traded there. Uh, and here is uh, Mike McDaniel, Chad, uh, who had the opportunity to speak to the media after this trade. He says he's not going to prejudge a player based on how things went for Claypool in Chicago. And instead, he'll base it on his own interactions. Quote, I'm going to give you the opportunity to define who you are in the most honest, organic, real way possible. And that's open mind, clean slate, and let's go. And then he also added in, you guys want me to say it, don't you? He's fast. It's cool. (laughs) I love this guy. Chase Claypool now uh, with the Dolphins. And that's how you should approach it, especially if you're trading for a guy. Um, if you're yeah. trading for him, I don't think you're coming in and saying, yeah. well, I well, think it's this, a cheap trade, you know? This guy's kind of been a turd. I kind pick. of expect the same. So Seventh we'll round pick and exchange of 2025 six round pick is what they get in, in return there for Chase Claypool. Also, uh, Jonathan Taylor, the Colts have ruled out a handful of players. They would not say if Jonathan Taylor is playing Sunday against the Titans in Indy. Sounds like, I think it's trending towards he will. And Cooper Cup expected to play. Uh, for the Rams in his debut uh, following headed uh, his, his short-term stint on IR with uh, that soft tissue injury. Chad, before we get to Sunday and all the NFL news and notes and the reality of some teams going to one and three, now one and four, we get a reality check across college football with some great games. It is time for Chad Withrow's top 10 games of the college football weekend. Need more reasons to watch college football? It's time to bang some hats. Here's Chad Withrow's must-see games this weekend. Reality check week across college football this week. Ten good games, great games, I would say, one through seven or eight, but good games throughout this week in college football. Let's start with number ten. We're going to the SEC, Okay. those hogs. Arkansas at Ole Miss, the Rebels, 16th ranked, an 11.5-point favorite in this game. 7.30 Eastern time on SEC Network, the SEC Network primetime game. Arkansas needs to find a way to get the ground game going, but K.J. Jefferson against Ole Miss in his career, 78%, 494 yards, six touchdowns through the air, 132 yards in the ground, three more touchdowns. He's been terrific against Ole Miss. They won it a year ago. They should have won in 2021. Ole Miss better be on high alert in this game with Arkansas coming to town. They've had some struggles early in the year, but Hutton, I like this one to be a very close game on Saturday night. Are you calling the Hawks? 
I'm calling the Hogs to cover. Um, I would not be shocked if they pull off the upset in this game. Both teams very sketchy. Very sketchy. I lean Ole Miss in this matchup. I want to trust Arkansas. I can't, Chad. Yeah. We may talk about this game a little bit later okay. also. I may, I may be pulled. I want to trust them. I may be pulled to the Sam Pittman side. Oh, wow. The man who's throwing away his ex account. He's tired of people calling him fat. No more. And he said, you no know, more lane train. I'm done with it. He's anonymous. And I don't blame him one bit. But I think he actually got back on because he needs it for recruiting. <laughs> Game yeah, number nine. Things went silent. Yeah. It's like, oh, by the way, there's this linebacker in <laughs> Fort Smith that's been messaging you. You got to get back on. Game number nine, Syracuse, the Orange at UNC. North Carolina 14th in the country. The Tar Heels a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, 3.30 Eastern time on ESPN. Syracuse, their offense struggled in a 31-14 to loss last week to Clemson. North Carolina has won in a different way in every game. Close game that goes to overtime against App State, it was all about their rushing attack. Their pass defense was terrific against Minnesota, shutting down the Gophers. It was their pass rush against South Carolina with seven sacks in the opener of the season. It's a good team. Don't sleep on them. They're not just winning with Drake May through the air. Syracuse is trying to prove that they're legit this year. I think it's a sleep, sleepy sort of good game this week, Hutton. This is a big game for Florida State to pay attention to. This helps their case. You know, it helps Notre Dame too, for that matter, uh, based on uh, the the conference in general and how it's viewed. I, I side with the best quarterbacks. Give me Drake May. I'm with you. I think North Carolina wins this one. Game number eight. Let's now, go to the Pac-12. Now we're getting into the interesting matchup. The teeth of it. Yep. We're going to be watching Colorado. Why? Because everyone's watching Colorado. Coach Prime is on the cover of Time Magazine this week with the headline, Believer, and a picture of Deion Sanders. Does Kenny Dillingham and the Arizona State Senators, do they believe this week? This game on the road for Colorado in Tempe. Colorado only a four-point favorite. Arizona State with only the one win on the year. They've struggled. This is 6.30 Eastern time start on, I don't know if you get this, Hutton. I certainly don't. Pac-12 Network. No, but we'll learn where it is now. Hey, huge week for the Pac-12 Network. I've got two of my top ten of the games being played there. Colorado Hutton, the sixth worst defense in the nation so far this season. They're not playing any defense. Did you see the comments from Dion on the self-imposed bowl ban by Arizona State? No. He was asked about that and what he thought about it, and he said, look, I'm focused. I don't even know what's going on. You're going to have to tell me what they did. And he responds and said, I mean, I got whoopings. And I would walk into the house after knowing I'm about to get a whooping. And I would tell, would go and tell my mom, hey, I'm not going to go to the football game tonight. I already know I'm, I'm self-imposing that ban. And he, th- <laughs> he said, and the whooping would be lighter if I self-imposed that ban on yeah. myself. He understood why they did that. Great perspective in the moment from Dion. It's also the perfect analogy for anyone yeah. who ever got a whooping before from their hey, parents. I got whoopings. You just go in and fall on the sword immediately. And hey, okay, I get it. No TV tonight or whatever the punishment may be. Take it easy on me. Dion knows. Yeah, no football game for me tonight. I'm not going to go. I like Colorado in this game, by the way, um, at Arizona State. Me too. Game number seven. Let's go to the Big Ten. Big noon kickoff. Maryland at Ohio State. The Buckeyes fourth in the country. A 20-point favorite in this game. Maryland is tougher than most people think. Michigan State and Indiana are Michigan State and Indiana, but the Terps dominated on the ground in those games. 
It's not just Talia Tungavailoa through the air for the Terps. They can run the football. Ohio State and Ryan Day, they don't have Lou Holtz to motivate them this week. I don't think he said anything about Ohio State and Maryland in this game. This is a game they absolutely should win. Um, I'm curious to see Maryland more than anything in this game, Hutton, because we know there's a big two in the Big Ten when it's Michigan and Ohio State. I think we're steadily getting a big three with Penn State joining the mix. I think Maryland's fourth, and they could make a claim with a good performance and a close game in this one that they're better than a lot of us think. Maryland, 5-0 for the first time in 22 years. They are 0-8 all-time against Ohio State. This is their first ranked opponent on their schedule, and it's on the road against Ohio State. I don't like their chances. I think it's a big three, not a big four. Maryland's close. They're just a shelf below. I think Ohio State wins. I think Maryland has a better quarterback. What did you say the spread is? 20. Ohio State favored by 20. I I would still, I would lay the points. I really would. Yeah. And I think it's right on the money of a 21, 22, 23 point game. I I am curious to see if Maryland can hang. I, I think Ohio State takes care of business ultimately. I want to see if the Terps can hang in this game. And they're 5-0 and undefeated right but now. I'm glad this is as high as it is because this is one of those sneaky games that there aren't many on Ohio State and Michigan's schedule. No. To pay attention to. No. This is one. No, and you have to throw in the fact Maryland's undefeated. They, yeah, their no schedule's doubt. not great, but we'll see what happens. Game number six, speaking of undefeated, Ryan Leafs undefeated Cougs of Washington weird. State. Number 13 in America. At UCLA, unranked. UCLA with the one loss this year. But the Bruins, a three-point favorite in this game. 3 p.m. Eastern on Pac-12 Network. I said, huge week for the Pac-12 Network. None of us get it. We don't care. we got to find these games. Somehow, some way, we got to do it. Washington State is number one in the nation offensively on third-down conversions. Number two in passing with Cam Ward. Sixth-best offense nationally. What does UCLA have? Normally with Chip Kelly, you think a lot of speed, great offense. With UCLA, defense, pass rush. They get after the quarterback. Dante Moore is going to be a superstar in college football. True freshman quarterback for UCLA. Can he lead the Bruins to a win over a really good Washington State team? Give me the Cougs in this game, Hutton. It's not a daunting road atmosphere that they're – not having to face here either. I'm taking Washington State because while it's a road test and they're the underdog, I I don't see how. I think Washington State show me more than UCLA. Give me the Cougs. They continue to win and boast, and they should. Game number five this week. The Irish of Notre Dame, 10th nationally. Top 25 matchup here, 10 versus 25. Louisville coming into this game ranked. This is four straight night games right now for Notre Dame. They're in the mix of this is a third. Next week against USC will be their fourth. The Irish, they're getting back two really good receivers, Jaden Greathouse and Jaden Thomas, both back in this game. The passing game struggled a little bit for the Irish, especially the deep shots with Sam Hartman. They've been non-existent the last couple of weeks against Ohio State and then in the win over Duke. I got a hard time understanding really what Louisville is right now. Here's what I know. Jeff Brom can coach. Yes. They've got good balance offensively, rushing and passing. And you trust his plan if you're in the locker room. I trust his plan. And defensively, they forced a a ton of turnovers. Here's another great stat defensively for Louisville. Opposing quarterbacks completing only 47% 
of their passes. Something to watch as Notre Dame and Sam Hartman go head-to-head with Louisville. Give me the Irish in this game. Hutton, you like? I like Louisville. You like Louisville? I like Louisville. Papa John Stadium. Is it still Papa John Stadium? They play in? I don't know. I think it is. Do they They cancel that? I don't know. Peyton didn't, so I guess they didn't. Papa John Schnatter? Schneider? Schnatter? Papa John Schnatter didn't have to give up the naming rights? Guess not. Papa John Stadium stays. I think the Irish stay with one loss after they win on Saturday. Game number four this week. Let's stay in the Commonwealth. Well, not being played in the Commonwealth, but a team in the Commonwealth. The Kentucky Wildcats, ranked 20th nationally, undefeated on the season. At number one, Georgia, the Bulldogs, a 14.5-point favorite, 7 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Ray Davis, the former Vanderbilt Commodore, ran all over Florida last week. 280 of their team's 329 yards against the Gators. Defensively, Kentucky's allowing less than 300 yards per game. Really good on defense. I said this to Kelly. Georgia a year ago should have lost at Missouri in week five. They figured it out. They put it together. This is like clockwork, the love for the Wildcats this time of year. This is where they start to come back down to earth. I think it starts this Saturday in Athens. It doesn't start at quarterback, though. It starts on the defensive line. Georgia is currently 11th in the SEC in tackles for loss. They are 13th in sacks in the SEC. Where's that defensive front for the Bulldogs? If it shows up here on third down and pass, they win. If not, Kentucky's going to pull the upset in this game. It's in the trenches. And the top two teams that we thought were going to win the war in the, in, in the trenches have not done that to this point. No. It's interesting. Really good game in the SEC there. Game number three, great game in the SEC. In fact, you could argue our top three games, all SEC games, or at least they will be very soon. Game number three, though, number 11, Alabama, a one-point favorite at Texas A&M. A little bit surprised A&M's not ranked. They really had one bad turnover-ridden half down in South Florida against Miami. Other than that, they've been really good. They've been locked down defensively, arguably the best defensive front in the SEC. I would give them the edge right now with that defensive front. This is the CBS 330 Eastern Time game. Alabama with a chance to reassert their dominance and what they've been in the SEC West. Chance for A&M to prove something in this game also. Hutton, I would say take the under in this one, but I think the under is like 45 and a half or 46. Very low. This should be a low-scoring defensive battle. This comes down to is Alabama just going to not have the dumb penalties, the self-inflicted mistakes and issues? If they don't, keep it under 10, by the way. 10 to 15 is what screwed them two years ago. Keep it under 10 and they win. If not, it's... The, the trend that we've seen from Bama, and they don't have the quarterback to bail them out in the second half. I'm going to go quick with games yep. number two and one. Um, this may be a little bit controversial to put this one ahead of Alabama A&M, but I love it. LSU, 23rd in the country, at number 21, Missouri. The LSU Tigers, a four-point favorite in this game. 11 a.m. on ESPN. Huge opportunity for Missouri in this game. Brady Cook, as Kelly said, statistically has been the best quarterback in the SEC. LSU's defense, terrible so far this year. This could be a shootout. I think Jaden Daniels to Malik Neighbors is going to be a big connection this game. Brady Cook to Luther Burden going to be a big connection in this game. Take the over, and this is going to be an exciting game. I don't know if it's quite the fireworks of LSU Ole Miss from a week ago, 
But Hutton, this is going to be a good one in high scoring. It is, and I can't wait for your number one matchup with Texas and Oklahoma. Oklahoma, Texas, game number one. 12th ranked Sooners versus Texas at the Texas State Fair, Cotton Bowl, Texas, third in the country. The Longhorns, a five-point favorite. 11 a.m. Central Time on ABC. Wild things happen in the Red River Shootout every year, Hutton. Will we get some more wackiness in this game? Odds are high that that will I happen. I think we will. I think we will. Uh, Quinn Ewers shows up in, in big moments. He has this year. Give me that. Give me Quinn Ewers in Texas in a tight game. What's the spread? Five. five. Texas Six. favored by five. I would take the points. I think it's a field goal type game. I think Oklahoma is maybe one of the most slept on teams so far this year to be I, undefeated. You're going to learn a lot in about 12th in the country. Yeah. It's, we it's, don't know as much about them. We're going to find out a lot on Saturday. Yes. It's Kentucky. It is Oklahoma, Louisville. Well, hey, how Missouri? about both of the top one and two games kicking off at 11 a.m. Central on Saturday? Good early morning slate. Yeah, and it doesn't include Colorado yep. with all the hype. Coming up, Utah. We haven't mentioned them in a while. Or Cam Rising, an update on his injury. Plus, dumpster fire of the week and much more as we look ahead to the weekend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sixth and Peabody are located with Eha Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. Glad you're with us for Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Davey Hudson informs us it is no longer Papa John Stadium. It is L&N Federal Credit Union Stadium. It's probably better. Right. Although, man, they, at the time, they were among the first that you knew the stadium based on the sponsorship name. Yeah. They yeah. were maybe the first to go corporate sponsor like yeah. more of like a smaller professional type stadium. Yes. When they built Papa John's now LNN Federal whatever stadium. Ted, are we going to see Cam Rising this year at Utah? I don't know. He's on uh, ESPN 700 um, with a, a, a chat about his injury status. And the quote is, I wasn't really expecting to do this, but I just want to let, let everyone know I didn't just tear my ACL. I tore my meniscus, MPFL, MCL. It was a big surgery, and it's not an easy comeback. I've been working my tail off. There are guys that have had similar injuries to this, like Kyler Murray, Hendon Hooker, who have decided not to play. And uh, I'm grinding and doing everything I possibly can to get back. And he says he's ahead of schedule. No one's behind schedule in their rehab. But Kyle Whittingham had publicly said things were optimistic about, you know, that they were going to be options for him to play or even potentially be back for Florida. I, I just don't know why in college they don't just say it. They they hide the the reality of things. If he's not going to be available for the season, what difference does it make if you announce it in August if you're playing with the backup quarterback anyway? On the field it's going to be the backup every single week. So why not anoint that guy the starter while Cam Rising's injured? I it benefits the, not only 
Cam Rising with all the speculation, but also the backup quarterback who, you know, is receiving a bit of grief because it's not Cam Rising. You either get behind the guy or you don't. You don't know week to week. It's not a it's not a competitive advantage. It's not that well, big of a my, deal. My issue with the subterfuge from coaches is that it hurts the kid. Because it may, then people start asking questions like, well, what? So he maybe could have played this game. What's going on? Why, why won't he play? What's going on? I think you can kind of protect the kid a little bit and say, here's what it is. It's going to be two or three weeks or whatever, and then we're going to reevaluate. I don't understand why you don't just say it. They're trying to hold out mystery and competitive advantage and all that. Like, but, like, yeah, because they don't have to. That's right, the reason but why if, they point like, to If it. I'm the guy, but I agree. You, 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 know, you mentioned that every rehab's ahead of schedule or whatever, yeah, right? It always But if is. I'm the guy that every week I'm questionable, right? maybe he can go. You know, He's given us some stuff in practice this week. Maybe he can go. And then I continue not to be able to go, but I know it's the doctor telling me I can't go for another month or whatever it is, but – my coaches are leaving this mystery out there. That makes me look bad. Yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't given full clearance for full participation in practice until late last month. He's only been practicing in full for a you know a week a week plus here. And the quote on that is, "I'm trying to make sure I can be out there because nobody wants to be out there on the field grinding with those guys more than me." But at the end of the day, it's my body. My body has to recover. I've just been focused on continuing to improve. I'm getting closer. I've got to keep making the days count. I'll be back as soon as I'm ready to go. And I don't think anyone's looking down on Cam Rising no. and thinks poorly of but this. Not, not based on this injury. But I just prognosis. would not want to risk it for my guys that are hurt. I'd rather just be very upfront well, and honest and say, yeah, it's probably going to be a month or in a couple weeks we'll reevaluate or just it, be honest. But about it was it. deemed an ACL. And I don't know why here we sit in October and the quote initially is, I wasn't really expecting to do this, but dot, dot, dot. And he goes into the entire injury thing. If you weren't expecting to do it, then just let the coaches say it from the jump. I agree. Uh, instead of making people think you're going to be, you may play against Florida in week one. It's not his problem, but I guess if he wanted it out there, he's the one who's able to say this. I mean, it is his yeah. body and his recovery, so say it if you don't expect to have to say it in October. But the good news is for Cam Rising is he's got a new truck along with the rest of his teammates. 85 trucks. 85 through NIL. The what the Ford They're getting a the no, 1500. No, they're getting a Dodge Ram. Oh, the Dodge. Right? I think it's a it's a Ram truck. Now, do you that all 85 scholarship players are getting? And you you get it just like this with the everything is uh wrapped in Utah and play-by-play stuff. Maybe you immediately take it and get this unwrapped, don't you? Uh, I hope not. I would hope they just get an actual uh, uh truck. Then they're done. Well, it's through the You've got the collective that's listed on the door panel of the truck. <laughs> so <laughs> they're leasing every scholarship player a 2024 Ram Bighorn 1500, which I hear Hutton the Bighorn is the best of the Ram trucks. Okay, I'm a truck guy now, so I know hey. these things. Okay, yeah. don't question it. No, I don't. Uh, it retails at sixty-one thousand dollars a pop. In total, the deal is estimated to be roughly six million dollars in value. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it's like the you have certain trucks that are wrapped in a, a, a winner. You have the giveaway or whatever, and it's got the wrap on it for the sponsor. This is just the Utah Collective. But how about this? How about Utah with the collective with the truck deal? That, we hear some big money things, like the, you hear it at, at Texas with the offensive linemen or at A&M where they just take anybody. 
In this case, everybody gets a truck. I mean, it's well, like Oprah. So Every, you get a car, and you get a car. Behind, let's go behind the curtain here a little bit because it's a lease, okay? Sure. Yeah, if you leave, you give we, it back. So, Hutton, we've had car deals. We've right? had leases, yes. When we had ads back in the day, yep. we had car deals. Yep. Um, I had a car, car deal with a Ford dealership, and the option was you can either get a lease for a year and drive basically whatever you want for free, mm-hmm. but it's a lease, or or you get a great discount. On owning a car. On your car. I chose to own the vehicle, right? To just get the big discount and own I the vehicle. I went with the lease. So, But it was every it was a certain mileage that I turned it back in. Not, yeah, then not you a, turn it back in and yeah. get another one. Look, it's cool to have this car for a year or whatever it is, but I want a collective. Call me going big here. I Go want ahead. a collective to come in and say, we're going to give you 85 trucks. Well. It's doable. You can piece together enough car dealerships. You're not doing that, though, in that the NIL transfer university portal era. To give them one. You're not giving the players something that they're going to transfer out of in the offseason. That's yeah, why the lease, the lease makes sense in that angle. Yeah, you, just like a scholarship right, year to year. You have I to guess go turn in your keys. Is, yeah, give it back to me. Sell it back. Give me back that big horn. Oh, you want to go play at Colorado State? Give me that big horn <laughs> ran back. <laughs> Uh, Apple and Amazon acquiring college football uh, playoff rights. Uh, at, this is the next stage for uh, the bidding war. This is how you continue to go up whenever we actually see the uh, the Power Two conference or the whatever you, uh, however many conferences are going to align here. You're going to see the the super conference level, and that's when the streaming rights will come into play. Because college football, if you look at the TV numbers, Chad. The NFL is already, they're already getting a billion from Amazon. They're already trying to do some things, and they are with YouTube. College football is the next stage. Yeah. But the, the next step of that takes us to the super conference. Because otherwise, if they wanted to get in now, they would have been in with the Pac-12. They would have, and, well, they, they the would have had a TV is, deal through them. The next step is the big programs want fewer and fewer people to have a piece of the pie. Yep. When they start to get Amazon and, and Apple money, up. they want to make sure that that pie has as few slices as possible. And that's where we're headed. This is why Washington State and Oregon State don't have a conference right now. A lot of uh, places, teams, people headed in the wrong direction. It's time for our dumpster fire of the week. And uh, for me, guys, as we welcome in Davey Hudson again, I, uh, the Washington Commanders. But it's actually about what's on the field. That's why they're the dumpster fire. Uh, of the week for me, uh, losing to Chicago, losing in a situation where you're at home, knowing that the pressure's on about results for Ron Rivera, win and lose. And that's really what he's being judged on. It's not how he handled things in a bad situation a year ago, because I commend him for getting a team to uh, eight wins and actually going through all the crap that the organization went through without leadership at the top. He was brought in to lead them through the dumpster fire. But that continues with the poor play that we've seen. And Magic Johnson, who's one of the uh, part owners, percentage owner of the Harris Group, tweets out this last night. Tonight, the commanders play with no intensity or fire. We didn't compete in the first half. Got down 27-3, headed in halftime. It was too big of a hole to climb out of, and that's why we ended up losing 40-20. to Questioning the competitive nature of your roster going into a game that you're supposed to win against the Chicago Bears, who just lost and gave up a lead to the team that lost by 50 in week four. Here is Washington at home 
losing big. And Ron Rivera says there's no staff changes this weekend. The dumpster fire, though, is coming because there's going to be a full staff change at the end of the season. I've never liked Magic Johnson more than after that tweet. <laughs> Way to plainly say it as a part owner of a team. Embarrassing I, loss. Absolutely love that honesty from Magic Johnson. Big Red of the YouTube chat says, Chad, you're a truck guy now. You got to know that Dodge doesn't own Ram anymore. Believe it or not, mm. Fiat owns the Ram brand now. Wow. Fiat, tiny little cars, owns Ram trucks. Did not know that. And Big Red, I take your challenge and I accept it. As a truck guy now, I should know things like that. My apologies. And I appreciate the information. I wish you would have been driving a Ram now because you'd be driving a Fiat. Oh, no, I'm a Ford guy. I, I just I, think it would be hilarious. Fiat doesn't sound American For to you me. to learn today, that if, you, I, if you chose the Ram, if you chose the Bighorn, and for today to be the day you realize you were, you were driving Fiat. Just like I amazing. dared to cheer for Megan Rapino and the women's national team yeah. of America, I am American through and through, and Fiat does not I'm, sound American to me. Does not sound American-owned, Dodge did. You know what's American-owned? Ford. Ford. That's what I drive. A damn Ford. That's what I drive. Same. You know what also I don't do and I don't practice in? I don't extort people. And it's been a hell of a week for extortion artists all over this country. To Trevor Bowers' attempted extortion, to Mel Tucker's attempted extortion, it's a dumpster fire for you. This is really, that fire is really going strong right now. And the lights that's being projected from the embers of the fire, giving a light to everyone to see that, you know, sextortion is a thing. And it's a thing with high-profile people in this country. Unfortunately, rough week for women trying to extort men through sex. And we've seen two examples of it that have come to light this week. So that is my dumpster fire of the week. Chad, my dumpster fire of the week, actually uh, an organization that I'm sure is very well familiar with extortion, but that is FIFA. Oh, yeah. It's been an absolute dumpster fire for FIFA, and there's two stories I want to get into on this one. The first one, so the 2030 World Cup initially were set to be in Spain and Portugal. Well, it turns out we're going to add Morocco to that bid, but just wait. We're actually going to make it a three-continent World Cup because they're going to add Argentina, Uruguay, and Paraguay. So the 2030 World Cup will be taking place on three continents, and it's now going – we've talked about them expanding, but this just goes to show you it's all about that money that's being changed underneath the table. We're going to have 104 games for that World Cup. I believe that will also impact 2026 as far as 104 games – I was talking with Colin beforehand. It's just getting to the point we're watering down the product. It's going to be rough. The other story that came out for FIFA within the last week was that EA Sports is doing just fine by separating from FIFA. FIFA reportedly wanted to take that rights deal where it's like, hey, you know, the the PlayStation, Xbox game, FIFA 2022, or FIFA 22, 23. Well, for 24, you're not going to have that. EA Sports is just doing their own thing. And FIFA wanted, they were under a contract where it was $150 million for that rights. FIFA said, we want to double that. And they wanted EA Sports to pay $300 million. EA Sports says, no, we're not doing that. We've got all these other license agreements that we can work with for teams, leagues, players. So they just cut FIFA out, and it looks like it's paying off for them. So FIFA really losing out there, and that's why they are my dumpster fire of the week. Has anyone ever said good things about FIFA? Uh, uh, yes, the United States, whenever they were hosting all, uh, all of FIFA's yeah, no, executives trying to no, no, get they, the, yeah, they, I, after, I, I, after I saying that, that they were bribed. No, uh, I understand that Americans bribed them 
and that everyone bribes them. I'm just saying, like, in the general public, not the people that are paying them off to win World Cups. No, we were bribed, is what I'm saying. They, they took, they offer the bribe. FIFA, FIFA offered the bribe. Yeah, they're taking bribes. Yeah, yeah no, I, I know that countries and people pay them to yeah. bring events to them. I'm saying anyone in the general public ever said anything good about FIFA? Is there a group of people that are like, you know, they do a lot of good work out there. Like NFL no. has all these different initiatives to give back to communities that you see, you know, advertised during NFL games. Does FIFA do anything good? Mm. They do for about a I just never hear span. about it. Uh, just speaking of bribes, like I'm just going to go ahead and put this one out there. 2034 uh, World Cup will be in Saudi Arabia. Mark it down. Yeah, because they have a deadline. Australia is given a 25-day deadline to respond to the offer from Saudi. Well, hey, if it's about how much money you could spend to get the event, no better place to go than Riyadh for the next World Cup. The money's there. Money was here, too. Qatar had it. Cutter. How do we say it officially? I think it's Cutter. Well, we had we so we had the call. We had a listener uh, like ten years ago that was helping. I always thought it was Qatar. They were building the stadiums there, and he was listening to our show on a stream and called in and said he calls it there Cutter, but he said that Qatar is appropriate. It's the English pronunciation. It's like Kiev and Kiev. One's Ukrainian, one's Russian. Okay. I don't, I don't believe that. <laughs> Davey sounds very sure of himself right now. Thanks, Devaya. I don't believe that. It's Cutter. It's nope. not. Nope. It's not. Nope. Best nope. bets next. Chad, how would you describe the last three minutes? Here in studio. Oh, we found a video from a Fox affiliate in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, really settled Two the debate. Two-minute video, and uh, it's it's one of the uh, the anchors on the show. Basically, it has like a relative that lives in Qatar, and they're pronouncing it in Arabic, and it's a accent that I cannot pronounce. But but it sounds like Qatar. the emphasis is on Qatar. They're Maybe saying like Qatar, Qatar. I'm not, I'm not conceding Here, this one. Here is where I'm coming from. Uh, unilaterally, we know Mexico is Mexico. But if we have to ask the question if it's Qatar or Qatar, to me... Well, Davies, Davies' explanation is that the English pronunciation is Qatar. Right. But the but, Arabic but, but, pronunciation I'm, I'm, is Literally Qatar. everyone on Fox's World Cup coverage said Qatar. Thank you. Qatar. Alexi Lawless, who last I checked, I'm speaks an American. English, I don't care what the rest of the world Cutter. thinks. Well, I've been do, on you this care, one before. do you care what uh, everyone that covers it for Fox says? Because they said Cutter, Cutter. They're Cutter. in that country. Yeah, Colin they're going to abide by their standards. Well, How did Alexi like, Lawless say it? Cutter. Cutter. It, we also had this on GIF or GIF, and we had the we had the the guy who invented who recently passed away, I believe. The guy who invented the GIF said it's not GIF, it's GIF. Look, we live in a state. If you invent something, don't you get like, to name it the way you want? Davey, I would have a better Davey name. Davey is from the state of Tennessee We also. don't still call it Tennessee. We live in a state. Which is the Indian. Hold on. No, hold you, on. no you're correct, but everyone knows to call it Tennessee. Is it That's Laf- my point. Is it Lafayette or Lafayette? However you want to say it. It's, La- it's Lafayette. It, we, we live in a state. Look, and I, I love where I'm from. We just mispronounce things. Say, there's a town close to us called Santa Fe, spelled like Santa Fe, New Mexico. They pronounce it correctly in Santa Fe, New Mexico. They pronounce it incorrectly here. So I'm not going to take the, well, in America, we pronounce it 
Couture. No, it's it, we can say Cutter. Everyone on the broadcast for Fox said Cutter. They all said Cutter. When I say a country's name, I know how to say I, it. I just love the the confidence in which Davey was like, no, the English pronunciation is Qatar. <laughs> Now, I have no is, plans to is, change. It is Qatari. Merriam-Webster Hudson. Well, I saw someone from there, is right? The new, uh, is the new uh, the English style writer's book. I, I love where I'm from, but, I mean, it's not. It's La, it's Lafayette. It's not Lafayette. Yeah, I mean, you're from where Francis von Spitto was from, Chad. I mean, you should yeah. say it like that. I'm European. I have European blood. Aren't we all? I can speak all the, all the Romance languages. I speak all of them. I don't I mean, know where I'm from. Yeah. Possibly never will. We got to figure that out. No one cares. Jack. We have the blood work coming in. No one gives a damn. I care. Uh, I want to reveal this on air. Yes. Uh, Chad. It's Cutter. We've got some let's NFL book, hey, money let's makers. Let's book Alexi Lawless. Let's ask him. <laughs> he had to say it over well, and over he, again. Yeah, what he, is it? We've got some NFL money makers. Uh, maybe I'm, I will walk in and admit fault on this. I am high on Houston this week. For my NFL moneymakers, uh, that's number one. I, and I've said that multiple times during the show. I like Houston on the road getting points. But another area that I love is whenever I think we're seeing King Henry, Derrick Henry, turn a corner and really pick up the pace. NFL moneymaker lock for me. Henry, over 75 and a half yards rushing this Sunday on the road in Indianapolis. These games are always close. The Titans have run, won five straight against the Colts. Uh, don't look at that record. Look at the games. It, it, the last couple have been determined by a defensive play on the Tennessee side, making a play to win the game. Henry wins this game if the Titans go on the road and win. I'm not betting on the Titans to go and win. I'm betting on Henry to have more than 75 and a half yards rushing. You're, you're saying crown him. King Henry, once again, will be crowned. Well, we'll see. I, I just think he... He's the primary focus here for the offense on the road in the Dome. Look, I'm going to look like a genius or an idiot with this one, uh, but let's face it, most of my gambling picks so far this football season have made me look like an idiot, so I really have nothing to lose right now. I feel like I'm playing with house money because I'm, I've been a fool most weeks. I think Jameson Williams is coming back from the suspension. Uh, it's not an injury issue. It was the gambling suspension. I think the receiver issues with the Lions and the uncertainty of their top receiver being available, they're going to make a concerted effort to get him the football. Jamison Williams, anytime touchdown right now, is mm. plus 280. Okay. I'm going Jamison Williams in his return from suspension to score a touchdown against the Panthers for the Lions at home. Give me Jamison Williams plus 280 so, to score a touchdown. This is interesting, Davey, because Williams and Nicholas Petit-Frere, right tackle for the Titans, eligible to return this coming week. Nicholas Petit-Frere will not return for the Titans at right tackle. Meanwhile, Jamison Williams makes his debut. I'm, I, I like this from Chad because he's healthy. It's long odds, but I'm going to give it a go. Jamison, he's got one catch in his career. Granted, that one catch did go for a touchdown. He played in several games last year. Obviously, his chances are going to continue to go up, Chad, and I think you're you're in on it now if uh, Amon Ra is not able to go. Look, he's but, probably not going to even like have the ball thrown his way based on my history. No, he will. So I fully expect disappointment Full in, in practice, and the fact that they said earlier this week that he's, he's ready to go, is uh, they're getting him the football. Guys, my NFL moneymaker lock of the week. We're going back to the well, okay. and it revolves around Puka Nakua. It pays. Uh, but we're going with the under this oh, time. Okay. Oh, yeah. Look at that flow. We, we are Look just that hair. shaking it up completely. Listen, 
Stafford has one guy. As far as the three fastest starts for a wide receiver in, in a season, three guys that were over 500 yards through four games. You got Calvin Johnson, Puka Nakua, and Cooper Cup. Should have said Cooper Cup, then Puka Nakua, but you get what I'm going at. Yes, I do. The common theme there is Matthew Stafford. Stafford finds one guy, and he locks in on that one guy. Puka Nakua and Cooper Cup will not both have success in this offense. And if Cooper's out there, look for Puka's targets, receptions, yardage to all drop tremendously. And Cooper is a all-pro wide receiver. His yardage, they've not put that out yet, out there yet to where I can bet on it. But at Puka, they have it at 62.5. Take the under. See, this is where I think the NFL and college is getting this way too. They're way too specialized. The fact that you can't get the hot hand rookie on the field at the same time as Cooper Cup is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, there was a, a time frame here in Nashville. Randy Moss was claimed off waiver. They could not, they claimed they could not get both Randy Moss and Kenny Britt on the field together. That's malpractice. And if you've got a guy that it is at this pace, as Davey just laid out, Cooper Cup's going to get his, man. He's going to catch in double, triple coverage, whatever. Find a way to get both of them on the I field. I think there are plenty of examples of where football needs to go in reverse. And what I mean by that, the NFL needs to mimic the college game more. The college game needs to mimic the high school game at times. Because it's a very simple game. Your best players and your guys that produce, find ways to get them the ball and get them on the field. Well, I like this. To start. Uh, this example, though, is because of the quarterback, too. Like I, yeah. I the quarterback system as well because yes. Puka, like what he's done great at is just being in the right spot at the right time. And Stafford throws the ball to where it needs to go, and regardless of whether that receiver's in that position at the current time he releases it or not. Puka's done a really good job of just being there. That's why he's been reliable. But I'll... I'll I, well, Hud, to your point, though, about not getting guys in the field that are good together, find ways to do it. Well, they it do it, it in college not, more. Uh, yes. They do it in high school every single week. And colleges could even learn from high school in that. But the assumption Get your players that his on the numbers field. are going down, they should go down because you're getting Cooper Cup back in the passing game. His numbers only go up. I mean, they're, they're very steady and they're very high. But the, the, the fact that it should be a, a massive drop-off where production is just you know no different than... You know, the no different than a, a late round draft pick would be. It, it's not. I mean, I, I just don't buy that. From put him on the field, not on the sideline. If they were to keep them both there together, the guy that they would take off more so would be Tutu Atwell. Puka would be playing more over Atwell. I love well, that there. That could be specialized two of their though, based on what they Puka need. Puka and Tutu. Yeah, what they need though, but like the the Cooper Cup's not leaving the field, and he shouldn't. But based on the way this guy's been playing, he shouldn't leave the field either. That's really what I'm saying. I Find a way to get them on the field. It's not like they could run the ball very well. Davey, are we sure that Puka is the English pronunciation of that name? That's what he said, so He'll that's what I'm it, going though. off of. We'll That's the other pet peeve, is a player changing the way to say something. Oh, yeah, it's not, it's not Devon A-Chain, by the way. Did you guys know that? It's like uh, they say A-Chan, A-Chan. He, he told them like two weeks ago, it's Devon it's A-Chan. too late. It's, it's just, I mean, it's not too late, but at, at what point do you just say, hey, it's gone on for so yeah, long? He was a star at A&M. I feel like he should have informed people then. A-Chain's much easier to, it's like Theismann or Thiesman. A-Chain just sounds more like football. I kind of respect Joe Theismann who just. Moved the chains. Well, he just accepted it. He's like, no, it's my name now. When I'm around my family, we pronounce it the way the family no. does, but everyone else, I'm fine being Joe Theismann, not Thiesman. 
If you haven't taken your shot with PointsBet, now's the perfect moment. The big reason why, exclusively for first-time PointsBet users, this unique offer is available for you. You can get up to $1,000 in second-chance bets. If your first bet doesn't go as planned, PointsBet has your back with a second chance. Get this offer by visiting outkick.com slash bet, outkick.com slash bet, and complete the registration process there with PointsBet. You make your first bet. If your first bet happens to lose, that's when the second-chance bets come to play. Remember... Terms and conditions apply. you got to be 21 or older in legal gambling states. Gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER. Head over to outkick.com slash bet right now to place your offer and take advantage of this offer and many more. Outkick.com slash bet. Before we give our wrong team favor for the week, uh, Colin's got a little something for us. This is Alexei Lawless saying how you pronounce the country we just disputed. I visited Qatar a few weeks ago. Oh, and I'm going to be going to, to Qatar in a few weeks. So I'll mark it down, Alexei Lawless. Alexi Lawless apparently agrees Able with, uh, with Davey on that. Give everyone the knowledge that we need. The English, uh, the English pronunciation. I still don't buy it. It's it's got Alexi <laughs> Lawless apparently not not as worldly as I as I thought. All right, wrong team favorite. Shall I begin? Yes. Arkansas won two years ago against Ole Miss. They should have won last year. I gave the stats earlier. KJ Jefferson has been terrific against the Rebels. Ole Miss not playing great defense, even though they won last week against LSU. It was in a shootout. I think this is a bit of a trap game for Ole Miss at home. Arkansas is limping into this game. Still got a great quarterback. Still got a great running back in Rocket Sanders. Give me the Arkansas Razorbacks. I need points, gentlemen, to get back in this competition. I'm 10 behind Davey, 14 behind Hutton. Give me an 11 and a, 11 and a half big points this week. Arkansas over Ole Miss. Davey, uh, just for clarification, we win this outright. You can see the points here. 14, 10 for you, 0 for Withrow. This is why Chad went with the 11.5. Arkansas has got to win outright. I'm taking Louisville. Winners outright against Notre Dame. I like the Irish team. I really do. I just We're, we're sleeping on Oklahoma potentially, and here's Louisville. The best storyline of college football, really. The best story from what expectation and overachieving. And it's the second time uh, Notre Dame is coming into their stadium as a top 10 ranked opponent. It's another night game. This is going to be the prove-it type atmosphere for the Cardinals. Hosting nationally ranked Notre Dame Saturday night, ABC. Uh, and it's, it's a... To me, I'm just buying into the fact that the atmosphere, the moment, the hype... Cardinals look to go 6-0 and for the first time since 2013. It's a chance to stake their claim that they've got a great head coach. We know that. But they have a very good college football team for this college football season. This football season feels like a night where Louisville beats Notre Dame at home. Just how, just how the trends have been week to week. And the formerly known as Papa John Stadium. I think Notre Dame, since they've had that like quasi- tie in with the ACC they're 30 and 0 against ACC opponents so I would like to see you get one you also said that the Bears wouldn't lose for another full year or something so. yeah I didn't think they'd get that so I um I was wrong about the Bears last night and it was they're coming off a very bad performance I'm glad they had the bad performance and a win over NC State instead of what's going to happen David, Saturday, who you got? Be a nice I one. have the Washington State Cougars over the UCLA Bruins I like this pick a lot I for Cam Ward what he's been able to do with that offense up in Pullman. Uh, the last time these two teams faced was in 2019. The final score of that game was 67 to 63. <laughs> uh, I remember that one. I'm a huge Mike Leach guy, RIP, man, one of the best. 
they blew a 32-point lead in the third quarter uh, to have that one go to UCLA. I think Washington State, while it's not a revenge game, I think they're just a better team. They get the win here. Dave, you heard me. I, I had three different picks before the show started, and that was one of them. Real Until quick. I finally decided on Arkansas. Broncos or Jets Sunday? Jets. J-E-T-S. Give me Denver. Zach Wilson is back. Give baby. me Denver. Brees Hall breakout game. Back at it on Monday. Hope you'll join us 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern. Cutter. Enjoy the football weekend. Have a cutter.